The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody, and welcome, my brother. My brother, I mean, advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. I, I hate this so hate much. It's, it's not good to see your meat I faces. don't like it. You guys are going to be able to see me. We're recording in the same room for the first time since Spaghettageddon when we weren't like live on stage. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true. And I don't want you guys to be able to see me because then you'll see when I zone out and stop listening to you so I can come up with jokes. Uh, it's basically literally as soon as you finish. There you go. Bye, Travis. There he goes. So uh, we are recording uh, in my home here in beautiful Huntington, West Virginia, because we're about to start production on uh, our new TV show. What we're done with our old TV show. It's time for the new one. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. Frasier. <laughs> Griffin, you said Frasier wrong. No, it wasn't <laughs> Frasier. It was Frasier. So that was F R A Y. Why, why, why? You know how that one company made like Atlantic Grimm and that kind of stuff so that grandparents would just scroll through and buy it? That's what we want. We wanted kids to scroll through and buy Frasier for their grandparents. It was dark Frasier. <laughs> This is very But dark. anyway, that's over with now because now we're making My Brother, My Brother, and Me Untitled Project. It's not <laughs> untitled. I think it's it's just going to be called, it's just, called it, it's, it's just called the Kelsey Grammar Show. Uh, so now we're, we've gone Hollywood and... A lot of stuff has changed. A lot of stuff has changed. How has your life changed, Justin, since we went Hollywood? Well, I don't have very bad diarrhea. You know what? Me neither. That's, now, Griffin, that's weird how that happened because I, strangely, as soon as I made the switch to go Hollywood, my body was like... <laughs> You've gone corpo. <laughs> anyway, I've got the norovirus, and it's a fun way to start out the shoot. If you watch the show um, early next year and you see it, and you see Griffin, you say, boy, that boy look empty. There's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually a fact that one in three people who go Hollywood have wicked bad diarrhea. If you've ever seen Ocean's Eleven, yeah. one in three of them was having I wicked run, bad diarrhea. Yeah, I can't run the math on that, but it's a good number. Three to four of the, let's see. Three and three quarters. Let's think i read that math's no fun uh Clooney definitely had it uh-huh cheeto don cheetle has it all the time <laughs> this is all the time don cheetle's body is actually allergic to fame we, but he we, can't stop he's got a slender profile and it's it's because of that noro that we, hollywood noro we scheduled a few days uh early and for thank god get for that get in the get in the rhythm get it get it just get comfortable with each other again relearn each other's bodies each other's rhythms griffin has spent the entire time on the couch in my den watching the oc and playing phoenix right on and just fucking just writhing <laughs> yeah it's been a miserable miserable weekend uh but excited to get fucking started though just making, so the, making the red carpet Making the red carpet right there, laying it down and stepping on it. <laughs> walking, walking all over the red carpet. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. I don't know. 
are these going to be regular? What's going to be different about these? Because we're going to have three of these episodes where we're doing it. They're going to be together. shorter because we got nothing in the tank. We have not. I, I especially look at my belly. Do you see that? How it says there's a needle pointing to E. I have nothing inside to power my goofs anymore. He, he's clinging to an action figure of our dad for strength. Thank you, dad. Um, should we get started and just do some advice? Yeah, that sounds like Can good. we holler at Rob? Rob is editing the show for us. It's the first time we've ever had anybody, not me. Um, well, I guess you guys have edited it every once in a well, while. Well, I did it. I did a really shitty job twice, I think, but Rob is going to do, do a great Rob's job. Do you think Rob's going to put in any fun sound effects? Let's listen in. That's really good, Rob. You good did great. Job. We're going to call you great job, Rob. Very funny. Great job, Rob. So listen, I hate this. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how distracting it is to see your stupid faces in the same room with me. Um, it's weird. It's, it's, like, trying, never, it's like, like trying to shit in public. Griffin, do you know anything about that? Sh- wait, shitting in public? Like, He's not like that diuretic. He's not just like, could everyone please look to their left? I don't like how blue this is. It's very blue. Okay, here's a question. A woman I went to university with works at my local Starbucks. It's called college. <laughs> Get it right or pay the price. We knew each other. Starbucks is called college. Yeah, it's called. I went to Starbucks. College. I went to Starbucks. You. <laughs> we, I majored in foam. I have a latte debt. <laughs> Shut up. That wasn't even good. That was good. Yeah. Now you're ready to really start making the beans. A woman I went to university with works at my local Starbucks. We knew each other, and I would happily say hello to her and reintroduce myself, except for one problem. She had an identical twin. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm not sure which twin it is. Do I have to move now? That's this from, is. Listen, that's from Confused Coffee Trigger. Listen, guys, you don't have to jump straight to moving, to moving. away every time. Yeah, I lost my keys. Do I need to move away? Good no. luck with that. Yeah, you don't need to move. No, you're fine. At the very least, there's probably other coffee shops in your area. <laughs> Unless Better. the identical twin works at the other coffee shop in your area. Oh, no. Better coffee shops with less corporate greed, probably. Wait, hold on. How do we feel about Starbucks? I forget. I'm not. <laughs> Where are we at? I have the easiest solution to this. Okay. She works at Starbucks. She's wearing a name tag. They have the same name, though. It's the fucked up thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Some... But spelled slightly differently? No. It's spelled the exact same? <laughs> exactly same. We're both Joni. It probably saved a lot on like personalized license plates and keychains and stuff. And as a responsible parent, you got to think about stuff like that. License plates cost so much money. You think they just get printed at prisons? Yeah, that's why we're naming our daughter Hamilton. She'll be able to find stuff everywhere. (laughs) It's a good thing that you are so concerned about this, because I'm certain this is the first time she's ever had any (laughs) issue. It's it's a good that you are personally... No, I'm Julie. Oh, did you confuse... No way! We're two different people, you monster. (laughs) How could you, Darren? How could you, Darren? No, it's not me. It's my identical brother, Baron. <laughs> That's a good reversal if that happens. Yeah. How could you? I. This is so not a... Also, Does, man, I've had two hour long conversations with people in which I did not use their name once. It's going to be super cool to, to uh, like, hey, how's it going? I won't tell Dale, Dale Carnegie you said that. Thank you. No, I'm not a good person. I don't... I don't I don't understand what the problem is. Does, do, do both twins work at the Starbucks? No, no, I don't think so. It's just that you don't know. You've never known. You've never, ever known which twin this has been the whole time. Wait, I've got it. Okay. You do like a fun, like college buddy thing. Use their last name. You just walk up and you're like, Ooh. Johnson, what's up? Ooh. Right? Because like, you're going to be right 100% of the time. Okay. But Travis, 
this person has been to this Starbucks a few times, enough times that they're writing into us about it. This is how fucking weird is it that after acting like a stranger for weeks, suddenly they're like, hey, Johnson, <laughs> do you remember me, Johnson? No, you just got to put a question. You can't do it like a challenge. Like, how did you not remember? Do you like a question? You go, Johnson? Oh, my God. Are you aging backwards? I never would have believed we went to college together. You look great. Something like that. You know, be, like, you know it also works. You say, you know, it'd be fun this time is you write your own name on the coffee cup, but but then they write like a diaper. And it's like, why did you write? It's all we know. <laughs> it's like a twist on that. I lost my phone number. Can I have yours? Kind of thing. It's yeah. Like, I lost my name. I lost my identity. Can I have yours? A coffee buyer has no name. This says Shoozin. <laughs> Shoozin. Is that okay? Um, how about a Yahoo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one was sent in by Level Nine Thousand. Yeah, Drew, 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 Drew. Uh, is asked by yeah, hey, Drew. Rob. Could you just in- insert Greg and say Drew Davenport? <laughs> could you fix it? But don't really leave that it's in. From yeah, Drew answers user. Uh, well, they're not uh, listed, so I'm going to go with um, the next name down, which is Death Dealer. Okay. Uh-huh. Death Dealer asks. I think magicians are hot. <laughs> I can't afford to go to circuses. Is is there any other places that magicians hang out where I could meet them? Nope, just there. Just That's there, it. just circuses. Damn circuses? It. Damn. What? What venue? Okay, I haven't been to a circus in a grip. I don't know how much a circus... How much is a circus? Justin, you've got a kid. How much is a circus? Seventeen fifty, usually 18 bucks. Okay, because there's not going to be a Vegas show cheaper than going to, like, Ringling Brothers Circus. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Or, like, even a bad circus. A yeah. worse circus than that. There are many off-brand... You could go to like Uncle Jimmy's like cut rate circus where there's like golden retrievers in mains and like the magician guy is just like making your money disappear. And all the clowns are babies. <laughs> well, hold on. You charge extra for that. You want clown baby? I don't want to go to this circus now. It's a pretty good circus, actually. Now that I've been describing it, this would be a really like easy entry point for kids who like are afraid of the circus or like, no, it's just a dog in a wig. And you're like, okay, this is all right. Well, you got to build to that. You, If you want to start your own circus, nobody's going to give you an elephant day one. No. You got to start with like, what do I have around me? Okay, I have dogs, I have babies, I have manes. You got, I, I can put a mane on the baby. No, that's not right. I'll get there. That's a good point, Justin, because you can't just like say, I have a circus now yes. and expect people to like give you lions. Yeah. You got to prove you're responsible for lions. How do you start? How do you get your first elephant? Because it seems like people are, first off, I guess elephants aren't in it anymore. No, elephants are all retired. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> they've are, they've uh, all returned to their native home this of was, Nebraska. This is what the book Water for Elephants was about. Is is about a young circus man. And he falls deeply in love and he has to take care of elephants. It's like you better give them water. They love that stuff, man. Elephants, they're crazy about this stuff. They will die without water. That much I know about these elephants. <laughs> That's elephant one oh one. Oh, you get a Timothy elephant. And then he comes, and you can prove you're responsible for him, and then they give you. That's more what the movie water for all of them. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta drop factor. <laughs> you gotta drop like facts about your knowledge of elephants. Like, I hello, I'd like to buy an elephant which need water to live for my circus. That and- was the test, and you passed. Here you go, young man. <laughs> what is this part called? The trunk. That's right. You did great. You did great. And what do they need to live? Water. That's also right. Here you go. Hey, you're not going to hurt it. Are- no hurting. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> Enjoy your circus. I think that to take over a circus, you have to first apprentice with like a ring master because you can't just say like, I'm a master now. You have to start as like a ring apprentice and then eventually kill the ring master, take his big hat and whip 
maybe, and hoop, and now you're the ringmaster. Well, you have to make it look like an accident. Oh, yeah. He's got to get... Um, let's see. What's a good circus accident? Oh, Jesus, Travis. I mean, circuses were literally made for murders that look like accidents. Yeah, but so, like, you don't want to fall into the one of, like, oh, he got crushed by cotton candy. No, he didn't. Barnum and Bailey were like, we need to murder a bunch of fools and make it look like accidents. How can we create the most dangerous environment possible? I know. We're going to get lions. We're going to put motherfuckers' heads in the lions. What's up? We're going to make people walk on, like, really thin wires super duper high up. Well, we got to make sure they won't be missed. Well, we'll just travel around all the time. No one will think to look for them. We'll give them fake names and shit. We'll paint their faces. No one will even know what they look like. This is wait, hold on. Wait, this yeah. is a ri- we're explaining a lot here. It makes a lot more sense to me now. It's the perfect murder. Circus murder is the perfect circus murder. murder. Here are some other ways you could kill somebody in a circus. Okay, okay. please. Poison cotton candy. Yes. One. That's a, that one's easy. Uh huh. Poison hot dogs. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make don't give an elephant water for a really long time, and then have them walk into the elephant zone with a bottle of water, and uh-huh. the elephant will just go fucking <laughs> ham on them. Rub peanuts on their clothes. Is, is that water? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, if you de- if you dehydrate an elephant, it can talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get thirsty enough. Offer like an amateur sword swallower booth. Mm-hmm. Because, that, well, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? Try sword swallowing. <laughs> on, you've heard so much about it. Oh, you think it's so easy? Yeah. Then you, oh, get a very standoffish sword swallower <laughs> to join your circus. Well, then you do it. And then, like, that just takes care of itself. You've read about it in Red Book. You've seen it on Travel Channel. Now is your chance to experience sword swallowing for yourself. <laughs> you think when Cirque du Soleil got up in it, they were like, here's my idea for circus. Two, two steps. One, weirdly sexual. Two, Let's take the murder out of the equation. <laughs> That's the only reason that the Circus of Soleil is so popular. It's because the audience don't get the same murder vibes that they get from the mm-hmm. circus. Yeah. It's a, a, it, do, you th- do you think that this idea was sort of the impetus for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Yeah. We miss all the murder. Yeah. Where's the murder? Where's the in murder in the old circus days? Old vaudeville days. Bring it back, you two. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll both bring it back. You got... Okay. Sorry we took it. Done. How about a question, Justin? Yeah, I got one for you. And please stop looking at me. I really just can't. My office buys food for lunchtime meetings. After the meeting is over, the food is placed in the break room. I learned from our receptionist that she throws away any food at the end of the day if anything is left. Sometimes there are containers full of food left. I have decided that rather than let the food go to waste, I would bring containers on the days that food would be available and try to bring it home. Am I good? That's from Not Quite Dumpster Diving in Fishers, Indiana. I love this Black Hawk Down. Leave no man, leave no, leave no delicious taquitos behind. It all depends on your timing. Okay. Because like if you're if they serve the food at like twelve fifteen and they ordered a bunch of pizzas for lunch and you go through with a plate and a Tupperware and you're like you're not gonna eat all this I'm taking it with me you're a jerk well, yeah Travis that's food theft that's but if you wait theft. until like four fifty nine and you just barely beat the receptionist to like to if the thing and save the pizza you're a hero if you drive your Ford Focus into the front window of the Papa John's and then jump out and steal all the pizzas before it's even delivered to your office, then yeah, that's not I'm just saying acceptable. there's a thin line between like a pizza theft and a pizza hero. You know what I mean? And it's about four hours. There is a good point there of like if Is there? Extra pizza, you found it? No, there is one. If you have extra pizzas, if, okay, somebody brings in a stack of pizzas from Papa John's, right? Uh-huh. They're all piping hot and fresh. As every, they're delicious. They're amazing. They're deli- this mm. one, you can get that thin crust to get a little bit Perfectly of sprinkles seasoned, on it. So right. If somebody walks in as soon as the door are open and they're like this one's going home with me that's a monstrous thing yeah. to do 
at some point during the day, it becomes okay for them to be like, I'm taking one of these, and everyone will be like, oh, thank God. What is that point? I think it's the way everybody's full of pizza. Because when you're full of pizza, there's nothing more deplorable to you than pizza. Yeah. You just have to go, you have to go cubicle by cubicle, like, Dan, you full? Susan, you full? Yeah, and actually... You want some more? I'll, what kind? I will get it for you. i got to expedite this process. Have you ever been so full of pizza that you watch someone else eat pizza, and you're like, what are you doing? That's you're disgusting. A, you're the devil. Also, no tea, no shade, but... um. At the end of this question, I thought it was going to end with, I bring containers to some sort of hunger oh. thing or shelter place. Yeah, one of the things that hunger places prize the most is fucking stale-ass pizza and a Tupperware you brought from work. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> this will feed no one. <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> This is, oh, okay. that was a good zone out. I just caught a really juicy one. Is that, oh, well, because I think I've come up with a solution. What you need to do is you need to organize with whoever the office manager is who takes care of food. And you need to take however much is left at the end of the day, right? And then minus that much from the next time they order food. Because what appears to be happening here is your supply and demand is way off. Mm-hmm. You need to get the supply lower so the demand is higher or else you're just wasting food. And not only wasting food, but you could create like... A, a game here where you know if there's a hundred people in your office, there's only food for ninety nine. So oh, who's going to be that hundredth? And that hundredth just doesn't get food on that Friday. That's fun because then you can also have an office pool, and whoever loses the office pool has to get the food the next time. I'm broken, I think, in a way because there's nothing less appetizing to me. And I don't know if maybe I'm alone in this, but like anytime food is provided on like a table and everybody's waiting in line to eat it. That's profoundly unappetizing to me. I never want to eat in that scenario. And I think partially it's because I'm overweight and like the, nobody wants, I feel like it's such a bad look to be like, I can't even wait and, for this. And I feel like I'm always the person when dinner is available, they always say, somebody get us started off. Griffin, come on. And I'm like, <laughs> I always wonder why I'm the, I'm the hunky boy that, that has to because fire the starting if pistol. You're, I think the thing that trips me up about it is if you're in line for food, mm. what you're saying is, I'm really worried that it's not going to be enough for everybody, sure. and I want to get my taste. Like, okay. and I also, Especially if you're the first one in line, it looks like you're like with your body language saying, stay back! Stay back! These potatoes are mine! You, yeah. know, you know I'm the hungry boy. What are you even doing? Then, uh, But of course, see, that bites me in the ass sometimes because we were at Max Fun Con East last weekend, and there was some, I went up to get, I waited a little bit too long, and then I went up, and there was a, a thing of three cheese tortellini in the in the thing, and I missed out, and there wasn't any in there. That's okay, there's plenty of other food. For the rest of the fucking weekend, all anybody wanted to talk about was this three cheese tortellini. It like, was really it. good. Get, get in there, get in there. I I, I missed out. I just love, love how much we're talking about that good, good food. <laughs> okay, here's the problem. Oh, no. Here's the problem, sorry, question asker. I've just sorry. realized the issue here. How many times can you do this in a row <laughs> before you gain the reputation as uh-huh. the one who takes food home every Scavenger time? Stand. Well, oh, like, oh, because you'll start to hear these jokes at twelve fifteen when the pizza gets there. Like, oh, make sure you leave some for Stan. Am I right, Stan? And you guys say, like, I just don't. He want feeds it. it to his weird birds. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys I don't have birds. I don't have birds, and the pizza just gets thrown away. Oh yeah, you love trash pizza. <laughs> it's a very angry it's workplace. My, it's for my ferret named Stan's Bird. <laughs> Stan's Bird loves pizza. My ferret Stan's Bird loves pizza. Um, as long as we're ta- where are people even getting ferrets? <laughs> Wait, hold on, we've spiraled. 
Yahoo spiral. Can I read a Yahoo that's like maybe the best transition we've ever had on this show? Hell yeah. Sent in by Aaron Keys. We're going to come up with that nickname. The Keys Blade. Mm. Jesus. It's from Yahoo Answers users. Keysman. Calster. Just let him get through it. Look at how weak he is. I really, all my bones are gone. It's from Yahoo Answers user Calvster who says, who asks, would you eat a bag of bread rolls that have been mysteriously left at your doorstep? What? What? It's a really good transition, huh? Wait a minute. Would you eat a bag of bread rolls that have been mysteriously left at your doorstep? Let's put some parameters on this. You got home at 5, 5.30. Who is it? Nobody's... Who left this bag of bread rolls on my doorstep? With a note saying, I can't care for these bread rolls. <laughs> please. I please adopt many. these I bread rolls. I made too many. Sincerely, a neighbor. A bag of bread rolls that have been mysteriously left at your doorstep. You know, my biggest worry would be the first thing I would think was, Poison. what What am I putting out in the world? Like, what when people see me day to day that they think, I need to get that man some rolls. That man can't. He's not responsible enough to get his own rolls. I need to, Look at him. Look at him over there. So rollless. Um, could, I mean, would I eat the, I, okay, there is a temperature at which these rolls yeah. would be served where it's, where it would arrive on my doorstep where I think, whoa, nice. Mm. Somebody just breaks some fresh bread rolls. Oh, you're saying if they were warm. No, I'm saying there is a temperature at which I would think, oh, someone made freshly made uh rolls like if an oven on a truck rolled up and they pulled rolls out threw them in a bag and see i was gonna go the other way jamie i'm saying if i could just finish there's a temperature at which i would make that assumption there is another temperature it is one degree next to that one where i think what the fuck happened to these rolls did you leave them in your car did you leave them underneath your seat where these rolls come from i think if they're frozen I feel a lot more comfortable. If somebody brings me, like, pop in the oven set to 350 for 45 minutes and these rolls will be done rolls, I'm like, oh, okay, you went to the store. You bought too many frozen rolls. <laughs> I just, I just Mystery frozen rolls left on your doorstep are the act of an assailant. And that should yeah. not be You would rather anger. have hot rolls. Like, so uh, delicious. Can't this, say no to these. Guys, we got a new, like, hot would you rather thing. It's the new cake or pie, <laughs> Elvis or Beatles. Would you rather eat mystery frozen bread rolls left at your door or mystery hot and fresh out the kitchen bread rolls left at your door. I would like to make one argument that I think will settle this. I will mediate because I'll eat both those motherfuckers. If they're frozen, you're going to bake them Mm. at 350 for a set amount of time and bake a lot of evil away. If they're hot and fresh, you just pop them straight in your mouth? Anthrax anthrax burn right off. (laughs) Burn that right off. You burn any tiny bug germs off there. Toast that thrax. You're going to get but you're just going to get just in your rebuttal <laughs> There's, they, that's a lot of work and i think that i would not i i think a hot roll is a roll from a friend a frozen roll is a roll from somebody who wants to waste your afternoon and i would trust the first person more than i would the second who in your life would you find out you got some hype and hot, roll, hot rolls from and you go, that makes sense. One of my greatest regrets is that I've not cultivated a life in which I've drawn people around me that would leave piping hot rolls on my doorstep. I think I have many mystery admirers who would bring me frozen rolls and that would make sense to me. They'd be like, here, I took three steps. You take three steps. We meet in the middle. I got you some frozen ones. You bake them yourself and now we're best friends. It is weird to think about like, there's definitely a period in history where... Like, if you were to watch a movie about Robin Hood, and he was just like, 
left a, a, ba- a basket full of piping hot rolls on a poor family's doorstep, they'd open the door and be like, oh, I, I, it's amazing. We'll live through the week. And there's something that happened at some date where somebody's like, what have you done? What the mm. fuck? What is this? <laughs> I also want you to know that in my mind, the sound that Robin Hood made when he dropped those rolls off was thwip. Rub it away, which I'm pretty sure is not correct. Um, I just want to say, top answer here from Forte Forte 88 Ing um, says, uh, nope, I'd either take it to the park for youngsters to feed the ducks or give it to my neighbor as I don't eat bread other than dark rye. <laughs> cool, Howdy, Forte, how do you know they aren't dark rye rolls, bud? They might be dark rye rolls. And what if your neighbor put them there and now you look like a real dick if you're like, somebody dropped these rolls, I don't want them gross, right? And your neighbor's like, yeah, gross. I guess that would be. What if the oh, roles? Yeah, the came- one thing I can say concretely about the person who answered that question is that they have never met a young child. Yeah. Because if you're running stats on whether or not these kids are going to pop one of those bad boys in their mouth, job one, you have not met a, a little kid because that is happening. That's the first thing they do is going to put that right in their mouth. And I remember when I was a tot and I would walk around the park so forlorn because I just didn't have random roles to feed just the gr- duck, just hoping for some role hero to bring me some mystery roles. Grab bread out of the fucking duck's mouths just so you could throw it back to other ducks yeah they were like no duck you've had enough what as a parent i cannot imagine a reality in which somebody's like hey i got some uh, i got a pipe and a roll for you youngster you see i only eat dark cry <laughs> and somebody left these on my doorstep the whip away. creepy creepy roll man away why does everyone have spider-man abilities? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you gave everybody spider-man abilities um, should we go on the money zone? Yeah. We should. Yeah, we should. Uh, first sponsor this week I want to tell you all about is Casper. I've been sleeping on that Casper. Can Griffin, I give it to, can uh, I give it to Griffin, why don't you why don't you do this one? Because you've been sleeping on Casper. You could Let me say this about Casper, and I don't want to read all this stuff because I'm very tired. I've eaten six crackers in three days, but it's made for a wonderful bed for my convalescence. <laughs> <laughs> if you are going to get severe diarrhea, if you're can planning- we just say, can we just say illness, <laughs> please God, <laughs> if you're planning to be out of commission if for several days, yeah, this is the bed you want to be running from every half hour on the hour. <laughs> It's easy to get out of. It's easy, it's to, easy to ease of. back into. Yeah, this is going to be perfect for you. This is the exact bed you want to be thinking about getting back into when you're on the toilet. You know, sometimes you lay down on a bed and you sink in. You got to push yourself out. But sometimes you shit your bones out. And you can't, <laughs> can't push yourself out of a bed anymore. Uh, uh, but Casper, if you need a bed in which to regrow your skeleton, <laughs> <laughs> Casper is a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on it for 100 days with free delivery to U.S. and Canada and painless returns. Um, mattresses are made in America. Uh, you know those dogs that have been mistreated, and so anybody who tries to show them kindness, they try to bite their hand? Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes we act like that with our advertisers. Like we're trying to push them away to make them prove their love. <laughs> we don't deserve your love, We Kelsey. don't deserve this money, Casper. Here's a story about... <laughs> Convalescence. But here's the good news. Casper mattresses are so affordable, you won't worry about putting a sick relative in them um, because you want, you love them, but you can replace them at a reasonable rate. Um, because, like, okay, listen to this. $500 for a twin-size mattress, $950 for a king-size mattress. That's such a good deal. And right now, my brother, my brother, and me listeners can get $50 towards any mattress purchase. Just go to casper.com slash my brother and use the coupon code my brother, all one word, 
Uh, terms and conditions apply. Tell me all about this next one, J-Man. Uh, we've been uh, working on our TV show, trying to get our look right, and the one thing I didn't worry about is a gray sweater. You know why? Because of Trunk Club. Because um, 90 degrees in Huntington, why do you need a sweater for? <laughs> uh, Trunk Club is a, a style service. You're going to call them, you're going to tell them about your look, what you need new clothes for, what your sizes are, things like that. After you work with a stylist, they're going to ship you a box of clothes that was handpicked for you to wear from over 80 top brands. They're shipping right to your door. You keep what you like and what you don't like, you send back. That's where I got that great, great, great gray sweater from. And I wear it all the time. It's one of my favorite articles of clothing. Uh, if you want to try out trunkclub.com, trust me on this. Uh, go to trunkclub.com slash my brother. Type in your measurements, share your likes and dislikes, and you're going to get your very own personal stylus, and you're going to start looking great because you deserve it. Get started today at trunkclub.com slash my brother. That's trunkclub.com slash my brother. And also, one last note, uh, you don't have to go online if you live in Dallas, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, or D.C. with a new clubhouse opening this fall in Charleston, South Carolina. You can go uh, to a trunk club clubhouse and, and work with stylists there. You had so many problems saying trunk club, and you kept saying chunk club. <laughs> okay. Well, or chunk cub. Okay. Well, you've bel- belittled me. I thought you did Welcome great. Welcome to the chunk club. Trunkclub.com slash my brother. I'm going to get you some uh, This is a message. Uh, this, this is a the mes- chunk club. <laughs> this is a message for Michael from Cindy. You are the absolute best person I could ask to marry. You are so good, I know you won't be mad whenever this shows up, even though I promised to do this in June of 2015 and completely forgot. Also, brothers, please weigh in. Would the last name V. Richardson make us sound like sexy bank robbers? V-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N. V. Richardson. May, only in the sense that when you make a deposit and like, what's your last name? Richardson. And then they spend an hour trying to spell it. And by then, like, they're like, okay, I think I finally, wait, the vault's empty. And yeah. where's all our pins? Where's all our pins? And yeah. that's your signature. You seal also, the pins. We tell people this all the time. You don't have to take the heat for forgetting this stuff. We'll do that. Put it on us. Uh, I want to tell Why, you. Why I remember back in June of 2015 when Cindy first sent this message in. There you go. I want to tell everybody about Heath Sledge. My dear friend, Heath Sledge is not someone I have met, but she is an academic writing uh, consultant who wants to make your academic writing tasks feel less stomach-achingly awful. She's a freelance editor with a PhD in English and 10 years of experience working with academic writers. And Heath wants to help you finish and or publish your journal article, grant application, dissertation, book manuscript without tears, ulcers, or excessive drinking. That was probably tears. Do you think that Heath would help me write like a book of sad libs or I actually have an idea for a play that I'm not allowed to discuss until I complete if, other projects? If Heath did that, Heath could be tried for war crimes. And I don't think he, he's the play would be the good. The sad libs will be bad. Yeah. Uh, so HeathSledge.com. Go there and make your writing better. It can be scary to start a writing project because you sit there and like, well, if this is bad, but Heath is going to sit there and both make it good and tell you it's good. So you don't have to worry. I about think it you should time. start your project before you get in touch with Heath. I don't think Heath's going to walk. Call Heath there. and say, I have an idea for a dissertation. What do you think? What do you, you, think? Call, you shouldn't call Heath and be like, yo, Heath, what are we doing? Heath, I want to make a bespoke <laughs> presentation. Heath, what's a book I could do for writing? It's quite possible I need to call Heath to find out what the word bespoke is. I use it a lot in my day-to-day life, and I've just realized I'm not That's 100% That's an easy sure job for Heath. Heath would appreciate <laughs> you giving her a job like that. Easy. What's bespoke? Well, I'll tell you. Job over. Hi. 
Are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. Three weeks ago, a praying mantis showed up on our back door. After a week, I put her in a box and moved her in my neighbor's garden. But the next day, she was back in the same place. Oh, man. I don't want to kill her, but she's been very big. And my wife and I are both too nervous to use the back door in case she jumps on us. Very real danger. <laughs> True real danger. Plus, she hangs out on the screen and is always watching. Mm-hmm. What should I do? Creeped in Chicago. What are you doing in there? <laughs> Have you heard the good news? <laughs> I'm mm. a praying mantis. Um, I do. Oh, listen, I'm not a big bug a spider, you know, tiny crawly thing. You're person. not. A, you're not a big spider. Travis. I'm not a big yes. spider. <laughs> We've covered this. But I would say that, like, there is no amount of big that that praying mantis is that it is any threat to you. Yeah, but that no. But this scary. is a, this is a, here. I'll murk a spider. I don't fucking care. A praying mantis is so exotic and uh-huh. beautiful, and yet also scary. This is the perfect bug for this situation to be about. Because mm-hmm. like, I couldn't kill a praying mantis because it's got too much. Two personality reason, two reasons why first reason too exotic i they may be they may be like it could grant wishes like it could grant I, wishes i don't know for this, sure. the second thing is they have too much stuff uh-huh like if i goosed a praying mantis like i they have too many parts that i would see gooshed like a mosquito you just like flap and there's just like a dust dust, dust. Then. you praying, just dust them praying mantis would be like i don't know stepping on a crab or something like there's I, too I would, much stuff i would also say that of all the bugs in the world the praying mantis is the one that i could most see like having as a pet because sure. it seems to have personality it does the well, head tilt. Hand, let's not go crazy here because its hands are swords so what i'm saying when it looks at you it like does it seems to have personality it has mm-hmm. a little bit going for it where that i don't see in other bugs but i see a praying mantis like hanging out and i'm like hey how is your day and it seems to be really interesting in mind. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb more so than a goldfish. I think a praying man. Maybe that's it. Maybe this praying mantis, just like a dog. If a dog kept showing up on your porch, you wouldn't put the dog in a box and take it over to your neighbor's garden. No, you would like, well, maybe adopt a dog or you call someone. It depends on if you're a dog person or not. If a cat kept coming around, you put a little dish of cream for him. You know what I mean? I'm saying maybe this praying mantis has scoped inside your house from the back door. It's like, wow, that's a pretty sweet setup in there. I would like to get in on this. Can I be part of your family? I would like to be in your... It's cold as shit out here, and it's bad, and then you put me in a garden. I came all the way back because I love you. You ever seen Homeward Bound? I just did a small version of that. I did a small Homeward Bound. And you know Homeward Bound when they put the dogs in a box, and they put them in the neighbor's house, (laughs) and like three minutes later, they're, they're right back. I'm just saying, maybe open your heart. And let a praying man. I, I'm I, just I think if I'm your neighbor, also by the way, thank you, thanks, thank you. Probably thanks. would probably facilitate this. Is the neighbor looks out and they see a box in their garden, and then they go out there and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Even better, if they see you Ooh, doing so, it. So, what are they doing? This is like Steve's in our garden with a box. Huh? Should we call somebody? Oh, I know what this is. Some bread rolls for me. <laughs> Pop. What? No. <laughs> There's not bread rolls in here. This else. isn't bread rolls. This is a bug. This very is a, nice this bug. This is a bug with swords on its hands. This is a bug with a sign around its neck that says, your problem now. I'm looking at pictures of praying mantises, and guys, I just cannot get behind this Look at the personality that praying mantis's face. His eyes are red. Why do you like this? I don't like it. I'm just saying that that praying mantis looks to me like it's going, hey. How about this one, uh, this Yahoo? Do you guys want this Yahoo? Would it, wouldn't it be Manti? 
praying mantis. It's not important. Do you guys want a Yahoo though? <laughs> How big are they though? They can be arm length. They can be. You're kidding me. See, I've been talking a big fucking game. If that boy's longer than now. like two inches long, we don't have a discussion. There's not a discussion here. I'm calling the authorities. Yeah, I would call the cops probably. <laughs> We call up police. We've got like a it came from the desert kind of situation yeah. here that Hi. I'm not comfortable with. Hi, it's me, Justin. We have an it came from the desert situation at my own. We'll be right there. You, of course, remember the IBM classic. Are you familiar with the Pokemon Scyther? <laughs> it's real and it's happening to me. Do you want a Yahoo? Damn, I haven't thought about it came from the desert. Oh, damn, forever. we are never going to get to this damn, fucking Yahoo. Aware. I miss you guys. It's a good game. It's a good game. Hey, do you guys want to maybe do a Yahoo? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. This one was sent in by Riding High, Rachel Rosing. Thank you. Wait, no, that's Zoe Kinski's thing. Son of a game recognized game, Rachel Rosing. Sorry, I'm, I don't have any bones. It's from Yahoo Answers user, no name. So we're going to go down to the next one, which is Supernova Mike 11. Supernova Super Mo- Mike 1 through 10 was taken? Yeah, Supernova Mike 11 asks, in all caps. Can a paleontologist like Jurassic Park or no? I hear people say all the time, nobody who truly likes dinosaurs should like slash be a fan of Jurassic Park because it's inaccurate. I'm an aspiring paleontologist and I adore the movie, but can I still like it if I'm an aspiring paleontologist? That word's a lot of word to wrap your mouth around. People act like you cannot like both, frown face. Update. People call JP fans all the time, fanboy, and say they know nothing of real dinos. I do. This movie is what made me want to become a paleontologist. I know some dinos have feathers. I know all this. But can I still be a massive fan of the movie if I become a paleontologist? How often... Hold on. I'm going to pick right out of the middle there and say, how often does it come up that you're standing in a circle of people and you're like... I like Jurassic Park and so goes, fanboy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm betting if you're a paleontologist more than you would think. Aspiring paleontologist, Justin. I, I wonder how many times this person is around other paleontologists before you have to stop being an aspiring paleontologist and you're just a paleontologist at that point. Because if you're an aspiring paleontologist, you're a person who likes dinosaurs. See, that word is a it's real, not a great it's word. A trouble. It's a trouble. It's a problem. Think it's, and I think it's paleontology. Can we co- hanging with a squad of paleontologists. I'm actually going to say, let's not let's stop say, trying to say paleontologists. Let's <laughs> just say paleos. And let's just say dino boys. If you're a dino boy... And you're hanging out with other dino boys. I just watched Justin hit his face on his microphone. <laughs> Dumb animal. I, what I'm trying to think of other examples of movies that would fall under this. That's the like, problem. You don't have a lot of dino options if you're a dino boy. But no, I'm saying like if you want to be a, like if you're an aspiring doctor, can you yeah. say your favorite movie is Patch Adams? You know, like what's what's oh, the other God. ones where you're like if only... you're if you're a vampire slayer, you just can't like Van Helsing. Well, no, that one, that one actually works. It's if you can't be a vampire fan. Because here's the thing. JP1, they don't really do nothing to the dinos, really. But by the time you get to JP4 or JW, um, they just are like, it's just Andy from Parks and Rec just shooting dinosaurs in the mouth with shotguns over and over and over and over <laughs> again. And it's hard to be like, hell yeah, fuck them up. But also be like, I want to study these beautiful beasts. I, I'm trying to, do you think if you're like a historian, any movie about the past falls under this or like, I can't like, like 75% of movies As, I cannot enjoy. I would say that like, there's a vast swath of like medical shows that Sydney can't enjoy, or at least not without like a heavy scoff and a sigh. 
But I think you can still like them even if they're inaccurate, right? Like, like Grey's Anatomy is like, yeah, okay, they did the spinal tap and that is how they did it. But then they fucked them right there on the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's just a Why test. were there they, icicles they said, it's in like, the room? We have to test that spine. It's like, nah, that's no, not you how, don't. No. I'm about to spinal tap that dick. <laughs> what? That's not even the saying. I'm about to tap that dick. And then like, <laughs> tap, tap, tap. And then like the shin starts playing. <laughs> Shonda, get at me, girl. <laughs> Do you need a showrunner? Shonda, it's time. Let me fuck up that spot. <laughs> let me get all in Grey's Anatomy and get crazy in there. It's time. Hey, Shonda, let my little bro take a shit on Grey's Anatomy or what? We're all ready for it. <laughs> well, listen, the one thing is no no production meeting can last longer than a half hour because Griffin is really going to have to step well, up. What's the worst thing you could let me do in one episode? Kill all the characters? You already did that, Shonda. Come on. <laughs> let me get crazy. One episode. That's all I want. I'm going to bring Kyle Chandler back. Yes, he did explode in that one episode, <laughs> but I've got, I've got a way around it. I put him back together with sex. <laughs> sex sex <laughs> Yeah. Like it was sexyotomy, and I put all the exploded <laughs> meat back together. Half the characters of Grey's Anatomy are ghosts, and they fall in love with each other. Yes. And it used to be people pining for ghosts, but now the ghosts fall in love, and they mm-hmm. have their own ghost adventures once the lights Spin are Spin off. Yeah. I love it. I would be the best Grey's Anatomy showrunner ever. <laughs> this is actually why I can't watch uh, I can't watch Marin because I'm like that's not what podcasting is yeah, like. Sure, yeah. I can't do it. And yeah. also because he keeps shooting podcasters over and over again, it's like I can't be a, I can't celebrate this thing. I'm not okay with this. How long have we been going, Juice? Uh, well, sir. Forty-four minutes. Wow, it seems a lot longer when we're sitting in the same room, doesn't it, fellas? No fucking shit. But we did record the intro already, so... What do you mean? That's included in the span of the 44. Cool. Yeah. We're doing great. Another question, Justin. We're, I, we are... I, one thing I will say is we're making better time th- through questions than we normally would. Yeah. It's just because we're not being as funny. Because we're all <laughs> together and we're so tired. And so there's more. I'm not tired. I feel great. And I'm ready to make a television program. Awesome. Great. My little, I'm the only thing that's slowing me down. My only baggage that I'm carrying right now is, is that I'm very like, worried about my little, little brother. brother's dying. Yeah. And, that's the only and problem. He just, he's getting littler and littler as the day goes I've on. Lost, he's three I, inches shorter. I've lost like seven pounds. Did you weigh yourself for sure? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, doing, that's so good to get TV ready though. It's so bad. You're not, doing great. Yeah. It's TV, I'm not TV ready though. Because you need bones to, <laughs> to be on television. You need them TV bones. Read a question, Justin. Uh, for a few days ago, I was on a four-hour flight to LA. The flight attendant handed out snacks to me and the other passengers in my row. A few minutes after I finished my cheese nips and peanuts, the man sitting next to me picked up his unopened snacks and motioned them as if to say, would oh you like God. these? I read ahead. <laughs> I motioned what I felt like was a firm no and said, thanks anyway. And he placed the snacks on my tray and said, maybe you'll change your mind later. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I placed it in the seat pocket in front of me and put up my tray. When the flight attendant came around to collect trash, I handed her the unwanted packs. Am I good? How can I avoid being the trash man for my fellow passengers? That's from Snack Attack in Kansas City. That's exactly what this was, Kansas City. This was a snack attack. You got attacked do you look by like, snacks. Do you look, when you fly, do you dress yourself like a Dickensian orphan? Was he like trying to look out for you in like a paternal way? I just want to say that like the real... I. I want to know more 
about the character in this story that looked at you and said, you might want these later. And what I would say is a very mysterious way, as though that person has some kind of precognizance or perhaps like is like, trust me, you'll need these cheese nips. Oh, shit. You're saying like at the airport, a pack of wild dogs gets loose and it's coming to attack you. And if you have the cheese nips, you use nips on dogs. Have you ever seen the movie Paycheck? Yes. Which is a terribly named movie for what is actually a really cool concept where Ben Affleck sends himself a bag of cheese nips and he's like, you'll need these. It's that kind of thing. Only I- it's a passenger. Maybe from the future. I don't know. But I can't imagine another scenario in which I would look at a human being I didn't know and say, you might need these later. But, uh, okay. That was weird. That, that movie was a good movie. It was a good movie with a terrible, it's terrible based name. Based on a Philip K. Dick story, which uh, I can't remember the name of. Do you remember the name of the original uh, story? It was Uncle Uncle <laughs> Uncle Craggy's funny funny day at the office, uh, or colon or a wacky time machine ride to the future, um, starring Ben Affleck. The book. <laughs> I love that book. Starring um, Uma Thurman's boyfriend. I think I picked in, that up at the Scholastic Book Fair one year. I picked it up, and it was Uncle... Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Craggy. Okay, this one's on Philip K. Dick, okay? He did call a paycheck. That's a terrible name! Um, then blame fucking Philip K. Dick, Travis. I would never. Um, I, I don't know how much you have traveled, listener, but I think it is a, a, the highest form of hubris... To not slip those cheese snacks in your bag. Because I guarantee you, here in about an hour, you're going to be in a cab, and you're going to be trying to find your hotel, mm-hmm. and all you're going to be able to think about this is, is the trash. You're literally going to think about calling the airline to say, those are legally my nibs. Can you please fish them out? Did somebody grab those? Did somebody save those nibs? Have, have this whole time, just a quick poll, have I been... have? Have we been saying nibs or nips? I've been saying nips. Is okay, that not... I have as P? well. Okay, is it nibs? Um, I found I w- I almost missed my flight here to Huntington. I missed my connection, I should say. Um, and I barely had time to run on. And it was like two, and I had not eaten lunch. And luckily, past me had left little Delta biscottis and a Cliff Bar, and I was like, "Hello, sunshine." <laughs> uh, when I was flying here from LA, anyway, and then I got norovirus, so maybe it was the, the biscotti. <laughs> when I moved here, when uh, flying from LA to Huntington. Uh, I was given a meal because I purchased a special seat because I'm a special boy. I was given a meal. I got a hamburger and I bit into said hamburger to find chunks of porcelain in it because a corner of the ta- of the plate had broken and it had stuck to the lettuce and tomato that I put on the hamburger. That's and the point of this story is I scraped that porcelain off and I finished that Oh well, yeah, hamburger. it's your fancy Sky Burger. I'm not going to turn down that Sky that's Burger. Good, I'm going to eat that That's good mood food, baby. I'm not turning down that burger. And so uh, did your cheese nibs have porcelain in them? Because if not, you have no excuse. Base and Travis, you said, you told me when I heard this story previously that you tried to get another Sky Burger and they were like, no, we only brought, we brought we are exactly enough. That's some great. Of both options. Because it was like, it was a chicken salad sandwich and a hamburger. And they like, they bring like six and six, I guess. And like, that's yeah, it. That's a crazy gamble that like nothing that you have exactly enough. Like, we're in the air. What if I'm hung? I really actually am very uncomfortable now with the fact that, like, if I get sky hungry, the only sort of assurance that I've had is that, like, if I'm sky hungry, someone is going to be able to hook me up up there. The fact that they have literally enough rations for everyone aboard, yeah. that's terrifying. Not everyone me. aboard, Justin. Everyone in the front, like, oh, 10 rows of the plane. how it is. And if you're in the back, I've seen them run out of the little snack trays that have oh. grapes and cheese in it. 
Yeah, there's there's no there's nothing that will you didn't bring enough Pringles for everybody? betray your privilege quicker than like, hey, let, let's slow it down. Hey, not every there's lots of great snack options. Sometimes, like, sometimes you don't have to get Pringles. I want the hummus, please. Not <laughs> the hummus. You wait. Sometimes the hummus. when I'm sitting in the back of the plane and I'm walking to get my seat and I'm just walking past the people in like the first class in the front, like twinning bros. And, like, I just see all the people wearing the, like, shirts that say, like, good, good Pringles boy on it. Uh, gonna, they have little signs that say, like, I can't wait to slam some Pringos. And, like, little badges that say Nas- National American Pringles Convention. I don't know why it's both National and the American Pringles Convention. Um, and some of them are just, like, big boys with Pringle crumbs in their mouths. And I just think, like, I'm not going to get any fucking Pringles on this. They're not going to make it back to me, are they? Unless the Pringles start in the back of the plane, and that never happens. Never. Because pi- that's what that's what they call it, pilot's privilege. Have you ever thought about pushing the button, and when she comes in, and they're like, how can I help you? And you're like, Pringles. I'm like, no, we'll be bringing. No, 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 no. You, you don't, don't understand. understand. No, no, no. Pringles I, now. I ran a quick head count on my way in. You're not making it here. Sir, we Pringles. have a lot of Pringles. You have <laughs> Shut up. Stop it. Shut Stop up. Stop it. You're listen, embarrassing You yourself. listen to me now. Look at all these Pringles fans. <laughs> That's a real Pringles. Count, count them with me. Yeah. One, two, three, four. There's, there's too some, many. There's some Pringheads in here. Uh, listen, I understand you can't bring them now. What I have in my hand is a $10 bill. <laughs> this $10 bill could be in your hand if maybe uh, you just slide one underneath one of the wheels. Or um, you hi- that, that's not a good place for a Pringles nope. <laughs> Bye. Oh, no, you're on the ground. You're in Tulsa. <laughs> I'm gone. What a, what a terrible waste. <laughs> After the snack service, go to the toilet. There'll be one remaining can of Pringles. <laughs> Reach inside the hand, the lotion, the, the hand sanitizer. <laughs> Pull oh. out individual Pringles. <laughs> Find a series of Pringles hidden underneath each thing. Fucking 15 rows in front of you, you hear a little boy like, thank you for buying me the chips, daddy. And you're like, they're crisps. He doesn't even deserve them. <laughs> the reconstituted potato granules. But can I have one? Is he going to eat all of them? But do ask your boy to hit me up. Should we end the thanks Pringles for the thank you Pringles us. for the sponsorship? Um, you know that the, then that's going to do it for us on our <laughs> program. I was just about to talk more about Pringles and how they legally can be called. Chips no, I know you talked chip. about it. I can't tell you how many times you talked about this on the podcast. What okay, episode? So of, what episode of how Pringles are made? Did you watch? Go ahead, you guys wrap it up. No, you. I read in Uncle John's bathroom reader. Travis, did you have anything to add? No, I was just going to say that I wanted to hear your story, Justin. I was excited to be in the same room with you, you know for the first for, time. Did you know Go for on. a while? Did you know for a while? The Are bu- you drooling the emo Pringles? No, because I'm not talking about Pringles anymore. I'm talking about um, um, margarine. Uh-huh. Did you know for a while the butter lobby made it so that uh, margarine couldn't be yellow? So margarine, when you bought it in the store, would actually come with a little coloring packet. That you that you would squeeze into your margarine and stir it around to give it that color would so it be? much fun. Just white, just white, yeah. But that's so much fun. We need more interactive foods caused by <laughs> lawyers, caused by lawyers and lobbyists. Um, anyway, that's my story about. Um, this has been a Justin McElroy food fact. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us. This Please, week. I'm for so weak. You're gonna live, Griffin. I believe in you. I would like to encourage everybody because we we are starting filming. 
tomorrow or today, whenever you listen to this, and we're going to be like trying to do updates and pictures and stuff like that. So uh, you can check out our Twitter at MBMBAM. Um, and we've also just started an Instagram account for the show called, and the name is my brother, my brother and me, all one word, because someone has claimed MBMBAM. Great. Uh, my brother, my brother and me, all one word, and we'll post photos and maybe some videos and stuff like that over the next couple weeks. We have a PO box where people have sent us things, and I want to say some Quick thank yous. Thanks to David for sending along the cereal. You're very kind. Vince, thank you for the meat sticks. Brenna, thank you for sending your book. Um, Glenn Tickle uh, sent us a copy of his CD, Yes Really, available in stores now. So you can... Um, you check that out. Go check that out. And... Um, Oh, I should, hold on. Let me grab that box. Um, going to grab a box. We should also say uh, we're going to be doing our candlelight show at the end of the month. So if you have candlelight specific questions, start sending them in now with the uh, with the subject line candlelights. Um, and if you're going to be at the show, try to include that either like in somewhere in the body of the question or afterwards to let us know so that we're not sitting up on stage going, "Is Stephen here?" And like, "Hey, Stephen's right." Well, that's a horrible name. But if it's like Stephen's not a horrible name. Well, no, I mean a like, horrible example name. Can like candle nights and and kills or whatever and like we'd want to know that name before we tried to see if they were in house. So yeah, things are going to be a little weird for a few weeks. So just like thank you for hanging with us. It's your fault that we're in this. You scenario. made this happen. Your support made this your happen. Your support made turds. this happen. You monsters. So you just got to like hang in there with us for a little bit, and then we'll be back on re- on a regular regular groove and we'll all be in different rooms again. Yeah, like as God intended, as it's supposed to be. Um. So, yeah, thank you. Um, you can check out McElroyShows.com. I want to thank uh, Brittany from London, Ontario, for sending me a Carly Rae Jepsen <coughs> vinyl. Sorry, it sounds like I'm tearing up. I'm just... He's so moved. My bones are gone. Um, and uh, Carly Rae Jepsen shirt is very, very sweet. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. There's a ton on there. You're going to fall in love with all of them. Uh, or your money back. <laughs> you didn't pay any money to be there, so it's not Should a good not, deal. Yeah. Do you guys want a final Yahoo? Hit me. It's sent in by Game Recognized Game, Rachel Rosing. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Before the sun sets on her 16th birthday. <laughs> Who asks? How can I explain to my idiot aunt that flute doesn't attract snakes? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This is my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey there, European Max Funsters. Do not miss your chance to catch some of your favorite Max Fun shows live at the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. See amazing guests like Armando Iannucci, Josie Long, and Romare on stage with Jesse Thorne during Bullseye, bust a gut at classic panel show hijinks with International Waters, and witness some tough but fair internet justice dispensed by Judge John Hodgman himself. The Beef and Dairy Network show is already sold out, but hey, at least you can enjoy being in the proximity of the premier expert on beef animals and dairy herds, right? More guests will be announced soon and tickets are going fast. Go to MaximumFun.org for tickets right now so you don't live a life steeped in regret.